Hey everyone, today I will be reviewing the first three episodes of Moon Knight. I was really looking forward to this show and overall I absolutely love it. It started out with, in my opinion, the strongest premiere of any MCU TV show besides maybe Loki, and since then it's been extremely consistent. If this show can keep this level of quality until the end, it'll surpass WandaVision, Hawkeye, and Loki to become my favorite MCU show. Um, I'm really loving it that much. Going through my list of good stuff, I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, I usually like to dive into specific scenes and moments, but we've all seen the episodes and the review would be way too long and bloated if I did that. So I'll try to keep it more concise since I'm covering three episodes instead of the usual one episode. Um, first of all, let's talk about the direction. Mohamed Diab and the team of Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are nailing it. The cinematography is beautiful. You can tell they have a very clear vision of what they're trying to communicate, and they're executing that beautifully. I think this and Loki are the best directed MCU shows. Um, talking more specifically about the cinematography, it's stunning. This show is packed full of beautiful shots and sequences, from Moon Knight running across the rooftops in episode two, to Khonshu turning back the sky in episode three. The camera movement, the placement is so well done. I'm loving the occasional use of upside down shots. The lighting is really cool to see. Um, it's a lot of darkness, but it's all done really well. On a technical level, the show is extremely well done, and I love how it has its own visual style, different from other Marvel projects. Um, it's nice to see that. One cool thing I love is that almost every single shot in this show has some sort of reflection in it. People don't realize how hard that is to coordinate. Many filmmakers avoid reflections, they'll avoid mirrors, because when you include one, of course, the reflection is going to reveal the camera, it's going to reveal the crew, and it's just logistically really hard to plan out. They have to be extensively planned out, they have to be extensively designed, and the amount of effort that goes into that is just insane, but it really pays off. Seeing the other personality, either Steven or Mark, watching in the reflections allows for a bunch of cool moments. Um, that's an underappreciated aspect of the cinematography, but one I find really cool. A sequence that stands out is the very end of episode one, when the camera is moving from mirror to mirror in the bathroom, and we kind of jump from the side mirrors to the back mirror, and just thinking about how hard that is to pull off, because you're in a room surrounded by mirrors, moving a camera around, so of course the mirrors are going to display back the camera, so of course there has to be some CGI done there, and it's just really cool and interesting and crazy to imagine how much planning has to go into that. Another thing I love about the show is its design, mainly the design of Khonshu, but then the Moon Knight suit too, the Mr. Knight suit, they all look amazing. Um, the suits are some of the best in the MCU. Khonshu is one of the coolest looking CGI characters I've seen in anything in a long time. He's terrifying. He's unique. I love Eternals, but compare the design of Khonshu to the design of Crow from Eternals and the Deviants too. The difference between a well-designed, memorable character and a bland CGI monster is very clear. I like the design of the Deviants, but they're not nearly as memorable and they didn't feel nearly as threatening as um, as Khonshu does. Um, I love how Khonshu really does feel like a character. He's not just a big monster. He's an active character in the show. Um, all of that is great. Another thing this show has is fantastic action. I love how in the first episode, we don't actually see the action, but just the effects of it. That was extremely effective and just thrilling because the audience is just as confused and they're on the same journey of discovery as Steven. That was great. Episodes two, the jackal rooftop chase, um, seeing Mr. Knight trying to fight, and then the big fight scene in the horseback jousting ring in episode three was awesome. It was some of the best we've seen in MCU TV shows. Um, I love little touches, little moments like Mr. Knight taking over, getting stabbed, and then immediately returning the body to Mark. 
Um, that's the kind of fun character stuff you could do with Moon Knight that you can't do with any other character. Um, that type of humor is extremely entertaining and something completely unique to this character, and I hope we see a lot more of it. Speaking about the humor, this show has more than I expected, and it totally works. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like the usual MCU quips. It all feels natural. It fits the character of Steven because it's usually Steven providing the comedic relief, so I like that. And that brings me to the tone of the show, which might be my favorite aspect. I love, love, love the scary parts of the show. When it gets darker, when it gets creepier, it really works. The scary sequences are genuinely scary. Khonshu or the jackal chasing Steven is terrifying. It's tense. Um, this show reminds me of WandaVision in its handling of tone. The shifts from lighthearted to scary are well done. They work together well. The tones aren't clashing or at odds with each other. The show feels cohesive. It feels like one whole. Um, and that brings me to the music, which is a huge part of why the tone shifts work. The score of this show is phenomenal and a huge part of why the show even works. The blasting music when Khonshu is chasing Steven down is a major part of what makes the scene so tense. Arthur Harrow's theme is perfectly creepy and unsettling, matching Ethan Hawke's performance. The main Moon Knight theme is epic and operatic and grand, and it perfectly fits the more theatrical aspect of the character, the more showy aspect of the character, if that makes sense. Um, the composer of the show, Hesham Nasi, is uh, doing a fantastic job. I believe um, that they are Egyptian, so it's cool to hear the Egyptian influence brought into the music, making the show feel more authentic. Um, that's pretty cool. Another major aspect is the soundtrack. I don't have much to say besides the fact that you would never think of the songs they pick for each scene. They just work perfectly, and I feel like that's the sign of a good soundtrack. It's not always about going for the biggest and most well-known songs. It's about choosing songs that enhance the impact of each scene, and uh, this show is a great example of that. Moving on to the acting and the characters, um, let's talk a little bit about Oscar Isaac. As Stephen Grant, as Mark Spector, and possibly as Jake Lockley, yes, I caught that hint in episode three. Similarly to Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision, this is some of his best work and definitely Emmy-worthy. Even more than in WandaVision, he is the show. If Oscar Isaac is not good, if he can't sell this character, or should I say characters, the show does not work. The show relies on him more than anything else, and he completely delivers. The voice, the body language, the cadence at which he speaks. He does a fantastic job differentiating between Stephen and Mark. Um, and he's not helped by makeup. He doesn't have any physical differences between Steven and Mark. It's all based on him and his performance, and he nails it. That moment in episode three where we just watch his face change from Mark to Steven as he changes personalities is fantastic. Um, that's an amazing scene. This is an extremely difficult role to play because you're playing two separate characters, trying to develop them both and differentiate between them with no help from makeup and no help from external things. It's all on you. And Oscar Isaac just sells that perfectly. He's the reason why the audience buys into this character. He's the reason why the audience is willing to buy into this idea and go on this journey. It really is reliant on him. And most of the show, when you think about it, has been Oscar Isaac acting against nothing. He's either acting against himself or acting against Khonshu, both of which aren't actually there to act with him. So it's just him speaking to nothing or speaking to someone just reading out the lines. And usually that's in a very monotone voice. Any actor will tell you how hard it is to do that, and to sell it as well as he is, is mind-blowing. This is one of the hardest roles, maybe the hardest role in the MCU to play, 
And I can totally see why he would be attracted to it. This is a very juicy role for an actor, um, and he's just nailing it. So we've covered how good he is at acting against nothing, playing two different characters, differentiating between them, and selling it all and making it believable for the audience. Let's talk actually about the different characters. Talking about Steven, the idea to make him the protagonist was genius. He's the audience avatar, learning about Mark and learning about Kanchu just as we are. He's a kind-hearted, kind of quirky guy who's just plagued by what he thinks is a sleeping disorder. Um, Oscar Isaac sells all that well, and then also sells how Steven is fundamentally a good person. We see that when he resists Mark, he wants to stop hurting people. I love seeing the conflict between Steven and Mark because of their differing morals. I'm excited to see them learn to work together um, because I think that's the end game of the development is either um, acceptance and the merging of the two personalities into one personality. Maybe that's the long, long-term long end game, but shorter term, it's Steven and Mark being able to go on missions, be a superhero and switch back and forth constantly whenever they need to, to get things done and working together. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Another genius moment on the part of the writers was Steven going on the date. That wasn't really necessary to the overall plot, but that's important to the audience because that's what really gets the audience to relate to the character of Steven. We see the pain on his face. We see how lonely and hurt he is. Also a testament to Oscar Isaac's acting. This is the moment when the audience truly gets on board and starts to care about Steven. We can now follow Steven on this journey because we're now invested in him and we care about him as a character. Moving on from Stephen Grant, talking about Mark Spector, he's more traditional, your run-of-the-mill superhero with a little bit of a darker edge. Isaac plays him well. I'm excited to learn more about his deal with Conchu, how he ended up in this position. I'm sure we'll get some sort of flashback or explanation. Um, I like how he does still seem to have morals. He doesn't want to kill people if he doesn't have to, but he will if he has to. I have a feeling, um, and I'm excited to see the reveal of Jake Lockley, and I like the idea that Jake Lockley is the more violent one. Um, Steven is the pacifist one. And then Mark is right in the middle. And I really like that idea. And I'm excited to see how that plays, if that's what happens. Um, moving on to F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. I love him as Khonshu. It took some getting used to in the first episode. But now I'm fully on board. I love his booming voice. I love the character of Khonshu. I love how he's obviously manipulating Mark in every way that he can. That scene at the end of episode two, where Kanchu is talking to Mark, you just hear him take on like six different manipulation strategies. Um, and it's just really awesome to hear. I really wasn't expecting to like Kanchu as a character, but I totally do. And I get excited every time he's on screen. I love how he's always watching. I love how he can't do anything. He just throws these tantrums. He causes all the flickering lights and the wind. All of that is fantastic. Um, I loved him yelling at Mark to kill uh, Arthur. All of that was fantastic, and I'm really loving Kanshu. Next up, Meg Kalamawi as Layla is fantastic as well. I love that she's kind of the Indiana Jones of the group. Um, she's the one who goes on adventures. She has a background in archaeology. She's stealing artifacts. I'm very curious to learn what happened to her dad because I have a suspicion that Mark was involved, or I guess Jake could have been involved. That's going to be a great character moment I can't wait for. I like the dynamic between her and Mark, um, how there's always secrets between them, but they do love each other. All of that is great, and I'm excited to see more. Last but not least is Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. I love him in this role a lot more than I was expecting to. He's always calm, and he kind of just whispers all his lines, but that makes him even more creepy. 
He just is magnetic on screen, not in the way that Catherine Hahn is in WandaVision, not in the way that Kate Blanchett is in Thor Ragnarok. It's not a super showy or loud performance. It's more quiet, understated, but it's just really compelling. And it's a villain that you just want to watch more of. You just want to see more of them. You can't take your eyes off them. He has this quiet power that makes you just want to see more of him. He seems like a good guy. Everything he says seems nice. He seems genuine. But then there's also this undercurrent of threatening. And you see that he's going to do what he's going to do to get what he wants. Um, And he just feels threatening. He feels um, creepy. And I just love him as a villain. Um, I love all his conversations with Steven. I love his motivation. Um, It's not the best. Like, his motivation isn't the most compelling Thanos, Loki, whatever, um, when Wu, it's not one of those level MCU villain motivations that make you love the villain. I think it's just serviceable. But Ethan Hawke really takes this character, which is fine on the page and really elevates him to a whole new level. Um, so I love that. I love the reveal that he used to be Conchu's avatar. This show is so unpredictable to me. I cannot wait to see what happens next and to see if he's going to be able to open on its tomb. And if so, what's going to happen? Because they're hiding so much from us in the marketing. We've pretty much seen all the trailer footage at this point, and we're only halfway through the series. So I'm excited to see what happens next. And I love Arthur Harrow. Moving on to the story, last but not least, I just love what this show is. The fact that we're getting this show, this Marvel show, based on this character with multiple personalities, kind of in conflict with each other. Um, The human avatars, it's about these human avatars caught in the conflict of warring Egyptian gods It's just awesome. It takes place in Egypt. Um, We see the meaning of the Ennead and the Great Pyramid. Just all of that is so cool. This show, just the fact that this show exists is amazing to me. And I love everything that this show is, everything that this show is doing. I love the new mythology it's introducing to the MCU. It's all new. It's completely unique. There's no other show out there like this. It has elements of other things, but it's something completely new. And I love it. And I cannot wait for more. So those are all my good things. I'm loving Moon Knight so far. Let's talk about my criticisms. I really don't have any major ones. I just have maybe tiny little nitpicks. For example, some of the CGI isn't great. Um, The majority of it is fantastic. There are some effects which are just awe-inspiring, beautiful, like the end of episode three, turning back the night sky. That was great. But there are a few moments where you can tell that, okay, this is a TV show. This is not a movie. They're on a TV show budget. Or I guess they're on a movie budget, but it's more stretched out. It was nothing bad enough to take me out of the story. But there was a few moments like sometimes the jackal didn't look great or um, the car chase, the logs maybe didn't look the best, but it's really not a big deal. My other issue is a few small editing choices. I didn't love in episode two, the freeze frame of Steven running away from Kanchu. And then that was a little jarring. And then it was a little jarring in episode one to cut from Steven running away from Arthur to him working back in the gift shop. That felt a little unrealistic to me that he would just go back to the gift shop and continue working. Um, Just a few tiny things like that. But really in the grand scheme of things, these are such minor nitpicks that it's not a big deal. Other than that, this show is pretty much flawless for me. I love it way more than I expected to. And I cannot wait for the next episode. Um, What did you think of these first three episodes? Did you love them as much as me? Let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube, but remember the primary platform is meant to be the audio podcast platforms. So if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, any of those, um, there's a form in the description where you can leave any questions for me, theories, thoughts, um, your review, whatever you want. There's also an email where you can email me 
And there's a voicemail link where you can leave a voicemail to be played on the show and I'll address your question or whatever you have. And uh, that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening and have a good day.